0: Dark.
1: Hey, hello. Welcome to uh, another episode of Red River Podcast. Um, just doing the same thing, man. The check-in as as we're all kind of dealing with this uh, quarantine pandemic fucking thing. Uh, today, I get to talk to someone whose music I have admired and loved for the last 20 years. I talked to him on the other show, If I Rule the World. And uh, today, I get to talk to Q Unique, a.k.a. Anthony Kiles. Yes. What's going on? up brother (laughs) you know just hanging man so yeah (laughs) what what, um what's 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 the what's the vibe like over in brooklyn
0: you know i uh for me personally I, i i i found myself having to step away from the media for sure and all the politics because every time i stepped out in order to do the simple things like get food i found my my like anxiety kicking into high gear I found myself like looking at people like where the fuck is your six feet at, you know, as far as staying away from me and things like that. And and now I'm starting to see like little things getting put into play where they're only letting a handful of people into the supermarket, a handful of people into the Walgreens. They're making people line up outside of the butcher shop, and it's just strange. And and you and we're constantly hearing sirens, like it's constant. It's it's almost insane how constant it is and right it's actually kind of quiet right now but like during the day it's just over and over and over and you just hear ambulance all day long
1: yeah man um i today i I got bagels in the morning which is a rare thing (laughs) yeah like same thing it's like i'm i'm waiting on a line to get a fucking bagel um and everyone has their mask and and there are some people like you mentioned because um they don't respect that six feet And, uh, I just, yeah, it's, it's one of those weird things where I'm just like, you have a mask on and and you have like, it's like, how do you not figure out that you're just kind of like a little too close and, and and, you know, like the paranoia once, once you start, once you accidentally click on like a YouTube video and you see someone gasping, um, there was a, a video posted some something on facebook and um i clicked onto it and automatically the video played where it's like somebody like fighting for breath with this a virus and right. uh for me i remember having pneumonia in 2007 and that was like one of the scariest times of my life i'm like i couldn't believe you know you you take for granted that you could breathe like you're right it's like oh i'm breathing but when someone takes that away from you this this thing it's just like it's i I can't comprehend it so from there once you indulge those um those thoughts you know you do i don't know for me like it affects me where i'm just like oh shit like i don't want this and and i want to take precautions and uh you know but like most of us like i don't know what the fuck we're doing i'm just yeah, were... it,
0: it it almost feels there's a part of me that feels like we're being duped like i i, I you know it, it feels like a big prank or i'm I, obviously i'm looking at it in a more light-hearted way as opposed to like some deep level conspiracy theorist who's trying to sell it as we're all being duped they, they're doing this to sell a b and c and control and take care take away your rights and I got, it, I got it. as as me as the type of artist I am. I got to push back from that kind of stuff. I can't, I can't dive into it because I just feel like my. The, I when I look at things like that, I simply look at it as well. I'm not part of that system, so I will never know the truth. I feel like in order to know the real truth, you, I don't think you're gonna find it online. Me personally, I could no, be wrong, but um, I don't think um, you're gonna um, find it online. Listen,
1: I'm, I'm with you. You know? My cu- my cousin my cousin's in Texas. He just moved. He was he lived in in fuck Corona his whole life, and then he moves to fucking Texas. <laughs> and uh, he's like texting me about these conspiracy theories, and he's kind of like having fun with it. And like you said, um, for me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it into me. I don't know the truth, and I know that whatever I find on YouTube is not going to be the fucking. I don't know if it's gonna be the truth, but I doubt it. No. So yeah. for me to basically subscribe to something, I might as well. You know, it it just like I I don't have that type of faith. And to me, I'm just I know that I have to wake up. I know that I have to make rent. I know that I have to do a job. And and that's kind of like, you know, like I want my friends and family to be straight. So that's kind of like how I'm playing it. Yeah. Simple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at.
1: And uh, it's funny because, you know, like the the people that you came up with, like all those old nonfiction lyrics, you know, (laughs) when you hear them, (laughs) you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Bill, out to...
0: Bill is kind of a a, a a prophet in that sense, you know, like well, him and Gore Tex, him and, and Gore, Bob, all, all of them. They're like, uh, you know, but that was always their deal was to to, to dive into that, and and even when I built with uh, Bill on the side, like he he really, you know, he's he's been in in that world and having knowledge of that world for so long, so it's like. But even he's like, he's even in a place where he's doing his best to just keep everything simple and, and record. He's doing a lot, it's a grip of recording, a grip of releasing, and, and just keeping it as safe and simple as possible. You know? Yeah, he's so. got,
1: the, waiting for that Gorilla Twins record.
0: Yeah, yeah, him and Nems, man, that's crazy. That's crazy, yeah, man. Crazy. Like, yeah.
1: I've seen yeah. Nems on so many features through the last, like, you know, gr- you know, going up, like, the last 10 years. I know he was on your, ra- a few, you did a few tracks yeah. with him. Yeah, yep. And yep. now... I I guess with Gorilla Monsoon, like I just feel like a lot of people like like he picked up steam with that, and and I think um, to me that was like one of the best records of last year. I, I couldn't believe yeah. how f- just you know, and I think what it is too with him is his, um, his lyricism. It, it's complex, but not really. So it's simple enough where you could follow it, and his punchlines yep. are really what make it. Where they're well
0: written punchlines, and him as. there's 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 two there's a few types of different rapper lanes that i look at right Mm -hmm. and what's impressive about him i always put guys like him in the same box and excuse using the box thing because i i hate as a musician putting things in boxes but if i had to create a lane let's just say i put a lane sure him uh sean price odb What I admire about those kind of rappers is that they reach this place. (laughs) I don't know how they do it, but they reach this place where they no longer give a fuck about anything around them. And it's, it's it's so interesting that they could fully be themselves and not like really shy away from anything. And it's amazing to watch, you know, Sean Price was to me, like when you listen to him and when you seen him, it was like, as advertised, you know, it's like an ODB too. And so you just like, when you see that, it's like that, that's, there's something very real about
1: something you know I mean? so true. That. Like, it's funny that you say Sean, mm. compare him to Sean Price because that's a really good comparison. Um, yeah. I liked Helta Skelta, but yeah. it wasn't until like Monkey Bars and yeah. I, that I was like, holy shit. I'm yeah. like, this is like, I think the production, like, I don't know, it was just different. Like, he just embraced. Yeah this thing uh and you know i know that he was a big comic guy like you um yeah. and he embraced that that thing but like when you heard his word play like i said it was and, you know it wasn't like aesop rock where you just like no. kind of like following it along but the, he he had an it was just a, those punchlines. you wait for that punchline, and, it, and it's like you're watching deaf comedy jam like you're waiting for that line and everyone's like yes. oh shit you know you get up from your seat and then the, what also helps is that production man that production you know, it, it's just when it hits right, it just maybe it just feels right to me. But I like everything, you know. So I, I yeah,
0: yeah, no. Nah, to me, Sean is he. He ended up becoming top ten best ever. I me. think so.
1: Me too.
0: He brought something to the table that we might never ever see again. So it's like, you know, aside from Nems coming close to that, but being who Nems is, which is a little more aggressive, yeah. a little more bite to him. But um, aside from that, when when I see dudes like that, where they just have this like I don't give a fuck if the house is on fire type of attitude, it's like and man, no no
1: facade like they're very you know he's very, they're very open showing yes. work, work in construction you know yes. like, a, like they're just like ah oh, no there's like like rapping ain't they're not it.
0: trying to they're not trying to impress you like a <laughs> lot of rappers yeah even even myself back in the day when when I found myself do you know trying to figure out what Q Unique was gonna be. When you know, I I said this uh to another to another person that was talking to me. I was like, there's there's times when I look at certain mixtapes that I put out, and I look at the cover of the mixtape, and I go, I hate that guy. And I'm actually looking at myself, but I know what I was thinking when what I you did were thinking, that, yeah. and what, where my mind was, and it was a stupid place. So, you know, with them, it's kind of like you you, you kind of got exactly they they knew who they were. They know well Nems. Is the only one obviously still here, but all three of them they knew who they were, and there was no trying to make it pretty. It was just as, like I said, advertised as is. Yeah, you know, like as advertised.
1: And sometimes, like, and sometimes, like uh, you know, the best musician, the best rapper, like a lot of times it doesn't matter. You you won't get heard, you know, like you. There's. Old
0: no. like, well, Dirty wasn't a great rapper, but. What what he had was genius. So it's like when when you listen to that first Old Dirty Bastard album, oh, it's like this is this so is
1: like this this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. but. You know, you hear "Shimmy Shimmy Ya" and even like the second verse. Like, how many times do you hear a verse in reverse? Uh, like in reverse, that was only like, like really when you break it down, it was like four lines. You know, like it was yep. just such an interesting thing. But when you drop "Shimmy Shimmy Ya," everyone, everyone knows it, man. He just, just had that. He yeah.
0: just had that. And some of those, a lot of those rhymes, if you know the history, they're not even his. They were written for him, yeah. or he'll take something that Jizz wrote. 10 years ago and 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 he used it for you know he he was bizarre in that way but it worked it i can't worked. E- i can't even i can't hate it i can't because he was more than just a rapper it's those dudes that could step out and they're just more than just like you said somebody that's just trying to kill you with some sort of skill and, yeah. and you know that is that that that's a whole nother topic but what did Those you th- three dudes are just interesting to me. Did you, you know? th-
1: did you get into the uh, Wu Tang Hulu series? I love the series.
0: I love but I'm I'm a super Wu fan, okay. so I'm more biased. You know, I've had some of my friends say, "Oh, a horrible actor." I'm like, "Dude, it's Wu Tang. It's not we're not looking at good fellows, we're looking at fucking
1: I' we're looking at that's how think. I feel
0: because I like, l- calm down. Why is it?
1: you know, <laughs> I love social media I feel like if you use social media, I was listening to Chuck D on the quali podcast right and, and and you know he's dropping gems, and he's saying if you use it as a tool, it's great, but if you let it use you then it's not great. And and it resonated with me because I felt that way about certain things. A lot of people are like, oh, I can't, oh, f- you know, fuck Facebook, fuck Instagram. Like, I, I got to take a break from this. And I'm thinking like, what are you using it for that you can't take this? Like, <laughs> what's going on in your life?
0: Because pe- people are, are, are overly dramatic and they, uh, what I've noticed is that there's a few people that I've followed who, who I love and and I'm cool with. and I, But when I read what they're posting, they, 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 there's a lot of them that make it like the world. It's me against the world attitude. I'm like, dude, your your planet isn't big enough to yeah. even think it, that the world, like Tupac had that, you know, like,
1: me, but, that's why it was me against the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's so strange. And it's like, That so that's where it gets to, and you you look at a lot of these people posts, and it's like, man, that's another thing that that I have to steer clear of, and that's why I don't dive into the politics, religion conversations, because I'm I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Yeah. To have a no drama zone in my life, like I don't want it. Don't I don't. I'd rather be super artsy. Yes. And just keep on create. That's my that's my path. Like finally finding myself. I'm just an artsy guy, man. That's it. I'm not. I'm not the guy with the gold chain. I'm not the guy that's trying to be Captain Hip Hop or even Captain Rock. I'm just the guy that just likes to make art, and that's it. I'm not trying. Somebody. I, I'm not going to say who they were. Somebody that I know that's pretty popular
1: is uh, Post Malone. You could say it.
0: Nah, <laughs> we were backstage, and he was. You know, he knows me for a long time. And he tried to crack a joke like, "Oh, he thinks he's a rocker." Now and I had to like, oh. like I had to stop smiling, like was yeah. that tense. And I was like, "I think you," I was like, "I think you got me mistaken." Yeah, I'm not trying to be anything. I just know what I can do, and I'm gonna do it. Uh, I I don't need to be a rocker. I don't need to be a rapper. I'm just being me. You're just making and that's
1: it. Just making music. Like, listen, if I could rap, I would. I just know that I'm like better at certain things. Like, you could right. sing. You could like you're arguably one of the greatest rappers of the last 20 years. Like, I'll oh, say man, that to nah. anyone. I'm telling <laughs> I you. I don't know about I'm, that, but thanks. T- Listen, <laughs> believe me, let, let, me <laughs> let me put aside the props for you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and if you could fucking sing too, which you can't, like, who would have known? Like, you're... like I on, didn't even know.
0: Yeah. It was, it was friends around. You know, when you have certain friends around you that are supportive, whether it's Fieldy or Mike Dejean or a few others, you know, and, and they're, like, pushing you, to, yo, man, you could do this, so keep on going. I mean, that that's that's all I needed, you know. Even Crazy Legs from the Rock Study, he was actually funny enough, he's the first guy to and I think I might have told you this in the past, but he's he's the first guy to notice and say, go with that. And he's he's like a, a B boy, an OG icon. And and even he knew, you know what I mean? So but I don't want to go into. No, you. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but it was just an, it was an awkward situation. That's why I posted a couple of days ago. I was watching the Stooges documentary and Iggy Pop. Oh, that's
1: right. Okay. Yeah. At the
0: end, at the end of the movie, he said something that I was like, that's, that's what it is. He was like, I don't want to belong to the hip hop people. I don't want to belong to the punk rock people. I don't want to belong to the glam people. I just want to be. And that shit, I almost, my brain almost exploded because I was like, "Exactly, dude! Exactly!" Yeah. Whenever you hear that's something,
1: it? yeah, whenever you hear something like that, you know, uh, that resonates with you. That's the beauty of it. Which brings me yeah. back to the the Chuck D thing, which is what he said. Because I feel like, you know, for 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 people like you or I, uh, obviously me on a smaller scale, like I use these things to like put forward some podcasts some some videos some acoustic songs um things like that where i feel like you know it makes me uh going back to the hulu thing we were talking you you know where people because i have some friends who were bashing that show too and i'm thinking like what is good enough for you like here you are we have an eight episode or ten episode fucking show about wu-tang like fucking wu-tang like, yeah. how, wh- why, why, why are you push? Like, just because you're able to voice your shitty opinion, like at some point, like these people make this show for for people like us. Yeah. like it's a fucking Wu Tang show. Like, w- shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, watch it's, it. It's,
1: it's that that that's
0: obviously ultimately the hardest thing about social media is it's a vast ocean of opinion, and it that's the only thing I wish. As crazy as this is going to sound, I wish that was under control Mm. because it's way too much and it sways too many people to think and do stupid 24 hours a day. And it's it's just too much. You know, adding a like button to everything, it's almost like I wish that was never created and dislikes and commentary. (laughs) It's like, yo, just watch it. Yeah. And mind and mind your business. How about that? Yeah, just and say if something like like it, share it. That's
1: yeah, it. say something not, like yo, I feel bad even like shitting on movies. You know, cuz I know I think the older I get, the more I know the amount of work cuz I know people that have made movies. I know people right. that have made rec- and and like at a certain point I'm like, you know what? I don't like this, but I guarantee you someone will like this. So oh, f- for really? me, huh?
0: No, no, I'm saying you're right. Yeah, I feel the same way.
1: So it's just like at that point it's like this ain't for me, but who am I to you know? Like if you like you know wh- whatever band, it's like it ain't my thing. Because like even when people are like, "Oh, great song that you you wrote," and I'm like, "Cool," yeah. I'm like, "I," and, but in my head, I'm thinking like, "I know there's like ten people that hate this." But
0: <laughs> I gotta say, you know, as a sidebar or segue, and in sure. in, you know, I've I've been watching you for a while now. Cool, and I think your music is really fucking good, oh, man. man. I, I really I, re- I really dig it. I, I dig what you're doing you know I'm, I'm i'm definitely paying attention you got you got me you got my eyes like constantly looking for what you're doing and and it's really cool you know like i saw the last video you put it together like like even the way you're like just it's it's inspiring to me because as much as you want to say well q unique this and that and sure i got the, the little history with the arsonists and stuff but i'm i'm still in the same place where Two three days ago, I started learning how to use Premiere and editing my own videos. And yes. you know, dudes like you, I'm watching and I'm like, man, shit, man, that's dope. Like you're putting shit together and and you're doing everything from like, I've seen you like for a while now posting DIY band man. rehears band rehearsals <laughs> yeah. or, or, or 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 shows or and then you're doing acoustic shit and it's like. You got me, like, man. I want. I want to do some shit too, man. That shit is cool. Like, it's 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 man. us being like minded. You yes. know what I mean? Create creatives. Creative creatives,
1: for sure. You know whatever it so, is, man. I, I, I like that. I, awesome. I appreciate that because I, I look at people you know i was having this conversation with someone i forgot because they're always like oh you're so helpful um when someone's doing something i feel like you try to connect them with other. you know if someone needs a bass player yeah um yes. even like with you like you know so yeah, you did
0: with to, to, mark, to yeah. segue
1: right so like my yeah. buddy mark plays drums in the band take it back sunday which is a pretty goddamn big band yeah. um and he and i were always fucking around trying to do hip-hop stuff um I'm not a hip hop guy. Neither is he. When it comes down to it, we were looking at these song structures and we're like, we don't get it. So Mark (laughs) meets Danny. And from there in my head, um, I was like, man, you should really link up with this dude Q Unique. And I gave him like the history and stuff. And uh, man, did that work out or what?
0: It definitely worked out to the point where me and Mark uh are we're already comfortable where we drive each other crazy, you know what I mean so it's like <laughs> it's, it's it's such an interesting dynamic he he's an interesting dude oh,
1: so interesting <laughs>
0: and, and he and I have been able to and, and it's a funny story because you you were the f- initial person to connect everything right, and he had reached out to me, and initially I blew him off i I'm being one hundred percent honest with you, I blew him off. I was like it my attitude was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like f- uh, focused on like ten I'm I'm usually I'm I'm usually my, my plate is so full of projects and I do it on purpose. I love so that it. I, me too. So so by the time he got at me I was like, Yeah, yeah 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 I'll get to it and then when he had contacted me it was uh November. And all the holidays came in. So it was, he, I easily forgot about it. <laughs> like it was like, Mark, who? Like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't know if you know the rest of the story, but he bumps into Mike DeJean at a, at a vegan restaurant. And, um,
1: <laughs> they are vegans. <laughs>
0: they're, they're talking, they're talking and he, somebody says <laughs> King's Bounty and Mark goes, wait, you're in King's Bounty? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, Q He's like, yeah, he's a singer. He goes, he says, do me a favor. Tell him I said thank you for blowing me off. So Mike looks at him; he doesn't really know him, and he goes, yeah. "All right, if you want me to tell him that, I'll tell him that, but just be 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 warned." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark was like, "Wait, wait, no, 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 don't tell him that. Don't." Tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> and but Mike tells me anyway, and I felt like a jerk, so I had reached out to him, and the first thing that I think surprised Mark was the the, the first beat I chose, which was a very super. Radio commercial thing that they created.
1: Absolutely. It was the
0: first thing I went to and he's like, he's like, and it was funny cause he was like, uh, you know, that's like for the radio. And I'm like, yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> was it, was it the Irish one? Yes. Yeah.
0: So I, uh, I immediately was drawn to that. And let me tell you something. And I'm now going to be 100% yeah, honest yeah. with this as well. <laughs> before, before you did this whole connecting the dots. I wasn't planning on doing any new Q Unique stuff for a while. I, I had, you know, after the mechanic, I felt kind of spent. And I was like, all right, I think it's time to, like, put this on hiatus and chill for a minute. I'm really enjoying King's Bounty. And the Stillwell thing was just, at, at that time, was just starting to rev up again. And it, so Q Unique was going to become a back burner on hiatus thing. And I didn't know when I was going to return to it and for some I I this is where it becomes very what rock says god consciousness where where uh the universe just does what it does for sure and you can't explain it and all of a sudden from being the guy that says i don't want to i'm not sure if i want to do this right now seven songs pop out like that
1: boom yeah
0: and it was like dumb I was dumbfounded and Mark was like I can't believe this and even Dan was tripping. and uh
1: the beats are good you know the like beats
0: are good everybody from taking back Sundays on it minus the singer yeah. which is also very unique Sonny from POD just handed in a verse
1: oh cool uh, I didn't know that and,
0: yeah and field gonna play a bass on one of the songs so it's a very unique project in the fact that all of these rocker dudes are coming in on it and and they're they're uh participating yeah so right now there's no 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 uh predictable features um i don't even want to say the other feature because i don't want to ruin it but um (laughs) but overall it's just like it's it's trippy that that this happened dude because like i said i wasn't planning on doing anything in hip-hop i you know to be honest with you I don't, I don't know where my head is at when it comes to to hip hop, currently. Currently, I, I I'm not, I'm not a hater like that. Like I'm not like one of those cycles that's like, fucking trap music, man. It's killing hip hop. Oh, the the good old days. I'm yeah. not that guy. I don't I don't care about that. But I do find it hard to fit in a place where everything's kind of loose and everybody's the greatest of all time and everybody's a legend all of a sudden and and I don't know I just feel awkward and and I guess that's that's the artsy part of me because going back to the Iggy Pop core, I just don't feel like I want to be belong I I could do it and my my roots are in it and that's where I came up in but where it is now and where I am now as an artist it doesn't match so
1: so it what was match. it about the, the the beats because I mean you guys did seven or eight I songs
0: I couldn't even tell you man It's not like DJ Premier came knocking on my door <laughs> handing me like 20 beats it yeah, was yeah. just like I never heard a damn before in my life me neither and to be honest and and <laughs> to be honest with you it's not like I'm looking at Mark O'Connell as yeah, yeah. some hip hop dude so mm-hmm. it's it's a very you couldn't make this shit up it doesn't even make sense it's it's almost like the same thing of me when I was putting out between heaven and hell and all of a sudden I'm on tour opening for corn with Stillwell. Again, it doesn't make any sense. So when I look at these kind of incidents, it's that's more of the universe. I can't and and in my case, I I know where you stand on it. My case that's that's God is in that that's what me and Rock Kim are kinda like. Yeah man. I agree. That's God. I I
1: respect. I respect for sure.
0: You know, because it becomes something that doesn't make sense and i can't explain it with math or because honestly you could have introduced me to mark and if i would have blown him off and he would have never never have met mike mike, yeah. mike, when when would that happen N- never they, never I, I don't you know so uh, so you got to kind of look at it in an odd way like what why why would he bump into mike bajon out of all people in out the world? people final?
1: and why what doesn't make any why sense why would king's bounty like come up or like how even how right. even he knew like i don't know yeah all that shit so,
0: yeah the whole thing is just strange so where we're at right now is we're still uh recording stuff um we get, we're, we're looking for an engineer to uh get the proper mix
1: did you get the mix um, back today
0: we got one mix back yeah, i listened and to it I, I i didn't approve so okay. we have to move forward and we have to find the uh we have to see we have to see i, I don't want to get too far ahead i, yeah, I yeah, yeah, we yeah. have to see what it what no, but be it, but it... but the songs themselves are really fucking cool man they're so, great
1: like i listened to it like the flow like you still sound like a hungry dude like you just that's like...
0: what's crazy that that's another thing that's crazy because you would think somebody that just admitted to you yeah. well i was kind of done for the moment you would think i would come back sloppy and cuz you can hear when a rapper is either out of touch or any musician you can tell when a musician bottom line is out of touch and out of practice you could tell i don't care. i don't care if it's rock country rap you could tell it's very easy to tell when somebody just does not have a grip on what's going on or is not in sync with themselves to create something do you so, think
1: do you th- i'm so you know I, I guess it's it's such an inner love you know that you have to um like if you're not feeling that vibe uh, but you have something to replace it with which is a lot of rock projects you know like yes. something like radimus which came yes. out of nowhere like i, I don't even yes. like i'm like who is this and i i hit play i was like kind of sounds like cute but i'm not sure and it it is so okay
0: <laughs> radimus Rod- is an interesting one because radimus out of everything that i'm doing radimus is more of a project that goes beyond just uh a group of guys trying to make a metal band. Rodimus is the brainchild of uh, a fellow uh, jujitsu uh, practitioner uh, that I that I train with and who also is a, a teacher actually, and he's he's a guitar player. And years ago, he had heard the Stillwell stuff, or we would talk here and there. And, and then finally, I heard him shredding on something, and I was like, "Dude, we should work on something." And initially, he was like, "Nah, I'm good," you know. Uh, he shreds. I'm, I'm, yeah he he can rip he was shredding so finally we get to this place where he was like i i want to do this thing where i want to create music but the music it's got to be beyond music where what we're doing is there to help people get through challenges in life and as soon as he said it i was like that's that's crazy i don't know too many people that have a mission statement with their music so it was like he had my attention i was like that's crazy to be able to help a community. Let's say if, to, if let's say in, in this case, cause it's very particular that it's a community of metalheads and, and they're struggling with life and challenges. And we create this music to speak to them, to, to want to do better, to want to like, you know, stay positive and disciplined. And that's how this person thinks. So when he sent it to me, I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's beyond anything I was thinking. So, Rodimus the name is my dad's name he my dad is Puerto Rican his name is Radames okay and when I was a kid I used to hear his name and I would think man that sounds like some gladiator shit you know so I took his name we we spelled it differently and we called it Rodimus and it became excuse me it became this this character and 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 we have this whole thing mapped out it's almost like a graphic novel and it's really interesting what that what that is becoming. But it's not a it's not really a band. It's more of a like I said. It's more of this this uh, fountain of feel good and and maintaining people's positive, uplifting people through positive music.
1: It sounds and it's really interesting. It man. sounds very challenging to sing. Like it, it's almost like a cross between like a kill switch and almost like King Diamond in like some way. Like you're getting up there. The harmonies. It's very are... challenging yeah it's
0: different for me very different for me from what i'm doing with Stillwell and uh king's bounty and and that that was what i enjoyed about it um it is challenging can't can't even i can't even disagree with you there it's, it's different for me it, he has me singing in a different pocket
1: it's it's up there man like i'm yeah. like listening to it going like i first of all i was just impressed because i was like Listen to this motherfucker, hit fuck. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the dude from 14 Years of Rap. Is like, like listen to this guy, motherfucker, <laughs> right here. You know, but uh, so that's great. You know, that's what you said before, which I love, and it's funny because life is on pause now. So someone like yeah. you, someone like me, um, we, I like having enough time to almost get everything done. Yes, like I need it. My plate needs to be filled. Like I need to. Like I, I work great under pressure. Um, if you give me one hour to do 10 things, I'll do it. If you give me 10 hours to do one thing, I won't,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: you know? So yeah. it, now with this thing, man, it's like, you know, it's, it's such a pause. And, and lately I feel like life isn't moving. So I don't have that inspiration. I don't have that drive. Um, like yesterday I wrote a song and I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just put it up on Instagram. Um, but it just, yeah, like for me, like life, you know, still, I, it, I need to move and stuff. But I mean, I, I guess you're doing fine, cause like, let, let's go to, um, to, to no, still. No, no,
0: you know what? What you just said. A lot of my friends that are that are more on the art side of of doing things, mm-hmm. we're all kind of like in the same struggle. I'm not gonna lie to you. I okay. think there is a side to me that kind of like is very uh, militant where i i push myself and in my head there's like this mean person that says you're a piece of shit if you don't get this done yeah so (laughs) so it becomes really it becomes really odd and in that sense where i'll push myself and i have this 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 frame of mind where now that i've been playing guitar for a little while now that if i'm not coming up with lyrics i'll lay the groundwork with you know, some chords and put it down and I'll mumble the the notes to Always. where I want it to be, but I don't necessarily have the words and then I'll leave it and I'll move on to something else and I'll I'll write around. It, it's not all great, but my, my my mentality and my discipline is chip away at it. And put something down because something is better than nothing.
1: Yeah, it's for me like ninety uh, percent of the time. I, I, it's all about melody, so yeah. my my music is very melody based. So I, I do the mumble, I do the mumbles, yeah. and sometimes we'll practice and I am like mumbling shit, but as long as the melody is down, like I'll just write the yeah. lyrics later on. Yeah, and one of the things that sucks, man, we were recording with Jerry Farley out over by you, kind of, um, you know Jerry, right? No. No. Jerry Farley, really? No, no, but he, yeah,
0: maybe, may, maybe I do by face. No,
1: yeah, yeah, he recorded the last "Sick of It All" record.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, yeah, guys. so
1: we we were, man, I was finishing up the vocals, and then I was gonna go back, and then this shit happened, and it's like, oh, I don't know, like I wish I would have just Crazy. had, I wish I would have just had that five song batch to kind of like, you know, through the pipeline, because when you're sitting at home, you know, you, the Q Unique page does a great job on Facebook because it's constantly yes. feeding songs from the catalog so from there people just just you know it's like oh shit i haven't heard this song in a minute i've never heard this song um so you know when you're sitting doing nothing you know it's nice to kind of like go through the phone and be like all right gotta throw this gotta fucking edit this and, I ha- you-
0: and the thing is i have to it's it's, it's like i said if i even if i don't do that i feel i feel whack like i feel like you know, man, don't get lazy, give, give him, you know, put up a song that was done seven years ago. It doesn't matter because my audience isn't big enough to, to, it's not like I'm a Jay-Z catalog where everybody knows everything, so he yeah. can't, it's hard for him to sneak something past people. I could, I could sneak a, a track I did five years ago and people be like, what the fuck is this? You know, so I have that, that that angle which is always cool i I think with with the other stuff it gets kind of tricky with king's bounty we're sitting on so much music but i share that with mike and mike is more of a traditionalist so i can't i can't i can't just go on a rampage and and just throw songs out because you know that's my that's my boy and and you know in order to keep things balanced we have to compromise. You know how
1: that is. Yeah. And, bands, oh, know, my so God. Very, we don't very, even.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's for me, it's hard. He knows it. He knows it's hard for me because if it was up to me, we probably would have had two albums out already or, or four EPs or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm wild that way. You know, like mm. where I, I don't I don't think I don't I tend not to think too much of the whole business side of things and the strategies. And, and I know he's right. I just I don't like it. So that's why I'm, I'm so like all over the place when it comes to throwing things out there because I'm I'm not a fan of that stuff. Well I, also I, like
1: you know, like hip hop is such a especially now, you know, it's constant shit. Like it's like single, 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 oh, single. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? But like you guys you guys are moving strategic for sure on yeah. King's Bounty. Like yeah. you guys you have your your uh a couple of singles, but you guys are moving straight, you know, um methodical and yes. is is Howie behind all that too?
0: No, right now um we're, we're working with uh Vaughn Lewis, strong strong management, strong entertainment. They manage uh uh Kill Switch Engage. Okay. And he's he he was the one that re released uh denial through through uh yes. through his uh killer,
1: killer hook. Thank you, thank right? you. <laughs> I mean it's thank you. You just listen to it and you just wait for that.
0: <laughs> thank you. We we and the thing what's interesting about that is that that's not even what Kings bounty sounds like today. It's like, you know, but, but I have to, especially now it sucks. I have to be so patient with what, what it is that we're going through and dig into my basket and be like, this is, this is what else we're doing. We do, we do have, we, we covered a Devo song and we're going to drop that. I was Uh, waiting for some footage. So I'm actually editing the video for that. And, uh, we're getting that out so uh, at least i got mike to agree to to something
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah he's, he's a tough customer man so uh we See? got this cover song coming out and and which leads to stillwell my, yes mike mike my son and fieldy have a lot to do with what's going on new with stillwell because of the whole me switching spots with fieldy where fieldy went back to base i picked up the guitar And wrote this whole album. And did you really? Yes, man, man, (laughs) it's again, it's it's bizarre. It started two years ago. I want to say two, maybe a little longer. Yeah. Uh, my son was was sitting in the room with me. He he plays like for real plays. So we're sitting there. That's the
1: one you mentioned, right? In the song. Yeah. Yes. Coco.
0: So we're sitting there and. He's like real simple with certain approaches. And he's like, we're just talking back and forth about various things. He goes, can I ask you a question? I was like, what's up? <laughs> he goes, you're, you've been doing rock for, for a while now. Like people know. Yeah. I was like, yeah. He goes, like, you're really doing it. Like You're putting out albums. Like you've been on tour. You hang out with rockers. Like you're doing. It. I'm like, okay. So he goes, you own two very expensive guitars. You know, I'm like, yeah. So. He goes, how come you don't play them as much as you should? I mean, you do rock. And it felt like somebody slapped the shit out of me when he said it. Like I had no rebuttal. I just stared at because I toyed around with it, but not to the degree of what he was talking about. So I'm just like staring at him like, finally I was like, you know what? I have no answer for you. And as soon as he said it and walked away, that started a journey for me where every day, like I said, remember I was just talking about how tapped I am. Become, I become militant. So I picked up the guitar every day, from anywhere, from 45 minutes to five to six hours of playing, where my wrist was on fire and playing and playing and and really understanding what the fuck it was that I was doing. You got the calluses, yeah, all of that, <laughs> all of that. Sometimes playing to the point where I forget what time it is, and then you look at the you look at the the time, and you're like. How fucking long have I been playing for? Oh. Holy shit.
1: Yeah. You know? That's me, man. So,
0: yeah. So I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. And to the, there was, there's one story I share with people where I'm like, I was doing it every day and I was making sure I was playing every single day like it wasn't a joke to me. And there was one day where I, I got up early and we went out and we were driving around and we were walking around Park Slope. And, and then I got home and it was late and I laid down. And it was like one in the morning and I'm laying there. I'm, and i'm real tired all of a sudden I open my eyes i go i go fuck i didn't play and i got up went to my studio turned on the light picked up the guitar and played for two hours and made sure i got it in it became i became obsessed and then i went into this We a year prior to this me and philly started writing a new still it was a surprise to me that he even wanted to do it he wanted to write another one and uh we began writing it on keyboard because I'm more familiar with playing keyboard than I am with guitar. So now that I was, look, man, I'm not even close to what you, my son, uh Mike, or anybody else can play. I'm, I'm a baby, <laughs> but I was, I was more familiar with what it was that I was looking for. That's what, what was important. Yeah. I knew what I was looking for, you know, and Wub described it to me, he, he, he gave me what it was that what still well became. So what ended up happening was I was listening to what we played on keyboard and I immediately went to the guitar and said, well, that's this chord. That's this chord. And I started playing and laying it down and then singing on singing on top of it. So then I would I got a few demos done. I brought it to Fieldy and he was like, that's it. You're the guitar player. That's it. That's it. And so. So that's. We went pr- on. This Listen, ger-
1: that's pretty. Let, let me just cut you off for a minute because. Yeah. Fucking Fieldy from Corn. believes in you yes you know what i'm saying like this isn't like a local band (laughs) like this dude plays like arenas and he's seen amazing players and he has enough faith in you uh you know and i i think it just comes down to the fact that certain people are just born they you're born with songs in your head and and you just have to get them out and you could either do them through rapping or keyboards and yes. now you're doing it through guitars because you, you have these songs. And, and, and I think once you're good at songwriting, which is the key to everything, um, that we do anyway, you know, it's, it's great. the most like, important. Yeah. You get a dude like fucking, like, it's like, you know, Fieldy who's been, you know, basically doing his thing, being like, this is the album and that's gotta be great.
0: That and what Wub said, because Wub has been obviously yeah, yeah, for the show sure. world journey since we started. and when he heard. These songs, he was like, now this sounds like a band number one. It's not like fifty thousand things going on. Now it sounds like a band number one, number two. Now you're playing to how you want it to sound, which is extremely important. It's not like fieldy or somebody handing you a riff and you're trying to stab around to figure out where everything is supposed to go. Yeah, you're actually, because the way I write is. I sing it first, and then I lay the bed. So the the singing and the melody comes out first.
1: Oh shit, that's 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 interesting because yeah. And
0: then I put everything around it. So I'll sing it. I play piano to what I'm singing. Figure out where the chords are. <laughs> then I grab the guitar, play it. It's it's a lot, but it is what it is. And now I'm starting to to add, because Philly was like, okay, we did this first album, and you did fucking great. But now you got to learn to be a little more uh, uh, creative on the fretboard. Sure. So start. It, it, you could still play the the chords you want, but learn to throw little
1: yeah little things details and
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah you, yeah, you yeah. know you're a guitar player yeah so for you know. sure yeah yeah. <laughs> so so now I'm playing riffs before I sing and and laying it down and and having more fun that way. So it's 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 bizarre. I forgot who told me recently. Somebody somebody said to me. I think it was Monkey, because Monkey has been like pushing me a lo- the whole way. And he was like, what you're doing, you probably could have did at any point in your life. It just so happened to happen now. But what you're doing, you probably would have picked up a guitar at seven and the same thing would have happened because you were destined to do this.
1: It's just, this
0: is when you did it amazing so when he said that i was like man that's crazy i didn't even think of that
1: but at least your son you know like your son like of all people to just be like just it's even cooler you know
0: yeah it it was perfect i mean because he somebody like him he's gonna make an impact because he's he's somebody that i could trust because even when i've done sub part like the the comedy that i I always tell people is (laughs) when you listen to the current Stillwell catalog you know not not with uh not with the new album, just the first two that we put out. Right, that first album is is for me. It's rough to listen to. It's very hard to listen to because it's very sloppy and it's it's all over the place. It's it's not cohesive. It's just not good. And um, my son, when we did the second album, we brought in a producer and he was able to make us better. Let's just keep it simple. For sure. So when my son, when my son. When when I gave him the second album to listen to, he took a few days. He came back. He was like, "Now this is good," and I was like, "Okay." And he goes, he goes, <laughs> and he but, but this is how he ended. He goes, he goes because that first album that you guys did, I couldn't even put that on my phone. It was so bad. I was Ooh. like, "Holy shit!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yo, I like the honesty, man. Because if anyone's yeah, gonna give it to you, you, you. Need
0: that, though. yo, you so need when, that.
1: when we play live um you know everyone's oh blah 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 blah, but i go to my my bass player's wife and i'm like how was that (laughs) because she'll be like that was great or "Eh, you guys have played better (laughs) you know you you
0: got a good voice
1: oh man thank you i just good
0: good range you to me i I like watching you man and like when i when we were talking i guess a few months ago it's like i do want to do a show with with you like because you're 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 in the like for but what I do with King's Bounty and or Spilwell, you're in the same lane. Like it's it's singer songwriter stuff like it's yeah. it's well thought out
1: stuff. So I like it. that would be know? a trip, you know, if, yeah. if 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 life gets back to normal anytime soon. Yeah, I know. But
0: that's a whole other roulette game.
1: Cool, man. Um, and just real quick, uh, before we talk about the movies, I just wanted to ask yeah. you, how did that Yola Tango uh, remix happen?
0: so arsonist we were signed to matador records We were the first yeah. rap group signed to matador records and uh i was i was the i was the chief producer i mean there were other producers you know destroy produced and freestyle produced on the album as well but i was the guy that was in the studio most of the time well all of the time uh making sure everything was getting done and uh, what ended up happening was Matador kind of noticed that about me with the music and everything. And they were like, hey, would you want to uh, give a shot at remixing one of our bands? I was like, fuck yeah. And I I think I was looking at Cat. Was it was it
1: was the name of the band Cat Power? Or- yeah, Cat Power. Chan yeah. Chan Marshall. She was on yeah. the, um, the uh, LP album as well.
0: I wanted to remix one of her songs and, but it didn't happen. And then they gave me the the, Yola Tango. And at at the time, I wish it was now. If it was today, it would have been, oh man, I I would have been back then. I didn't really understand what it was I was getting involved in. I just knew that they gave me a clip. They, all they did was give me a clip of what it was. And I'm, when I say clip, might have been about 15 seconds, 30 Uh seconds of something. And they were like, this is called Dan Electro. And, and at the time being in the arsonist and where my head was at at the time, I didn't even know what Dan Electro meant. Especially with
1: a name like Yola Tango. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, let me get these Spanish dudes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the whole thing was bizarre to me, but, but it was just, it's one of those things that I know it didn't hit big and it wasn't like some phenomenon, but it's one of those things that I'm like, I'm happy that I was a part of that because it was like, uh, I don't know if you say a shadow or or kind of like a a shape of things to come because later on would be Stillwell and 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 King's Bounty and all of these odd things that I'm
1: involved in peace pieces of the puzzle man like you know it's 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 a lot of fun to you know I'm sure for it's fun for me to look at your career I'm sure it's a lot of fun for you because you were there (laughs) and I'm glad destroy is doing his thing over it with Sirius right. Yes. He, he, he's another one that inspires me because he's he's
0: become a self-made machine. Like right now he's got his own little show that he does a, a live feed where he talks to artists about their collections. So if they collect action figures or movies or comics or music memorabilia or or sneakers or whatever. He he's interviewing them and 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 asking them to show it into the screen. And it's it's an idea he's had for a while. And to watch him like do it and edit it and all of this it's 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 magical for me. It's like it's that's that's so fucking
1: cool. Also you know? also the the uh, best verse in uh, Pyromaniacs Burning Blazing Hot. <laughs> yes. I mean he was that dude, man. He was yeah, that, that shit dude. Boom, 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 boom. So good.
0: <laughs> he's that dude, man. He he was he was he he isn't he's not in the lane but he's one of those dudes that can spit but he 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 it's weird he i don't i don't know how to explain it i'm, I'm trying to compare him to an artist that knew they could do something but just didn't do it yeah so weird that, that's him you know
1: well that was the shit yeah. man i love i love that record obviously you know yeah. um so before we do the movies thing and we were talking about guitars like what are some of your favorite guitar players
0: my, some of my favorite guitar players would be, um, Tom Morello. Okay. And I, and I love what I love about him is sound. And what I mean by sound is, is like, I'm never going to be a shredder. I'm, I'm, I, I, it's not, even, not because I can't do it, but because it's, it's not my thing. My, my brain doesn't, my brain doesn't digest that stuff. Same the 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 way most people do. So when Tom Morello's scratching or making some feedback sound I'm like that's art to me. That's fucking amazing. Um Jerry Cantrell. Mm. I mean, he Jeez. to me
1: so good.
0: His riffs. Woo, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know the experience that I had with him over the the last summer, the tour, of yeah. Able, oh my god, y'all, you you if if you don't mind, I, I, I I'm I'm sorry for just detouring just nah, really quickly.
1: <laughs> I'm, I, I would listen, man. You're talk I, I just listened the other um two weeks ago. Uh, I listened to the self-titled for the first time in a while from beginning to end because when that record came out, like you know, Lane was you know kind of like on his way out kind of sort of like yeah. just really not there mentally but that record was so depressing that it was just kind of like hard to listen to but man yeah, yeah, listening right. to it now like grind and like th- those songs the musicianship and jerry's songwriting and and you understand that he was almost like 80 percent of that band because he's singing almost everything is just yeah. lane, lane is harmonizing that's why those newer records still sound like Allison chains because it's exactly. still fucking jerry cantrell
0: you're right. Oh, You're so right. good. So good. So let me tell you the quick story of what happened. Real, I'll keep it real quick. We're in Long Island. We're, we're in catering. And Jerry's walking around with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> he's, just playing, he's just playing. And in my head, I'm already fucking freaky because I'm, I'm, that's my era. I, I don't like to say grunge because I don't believe that that's what it was. No, 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 no. But, but. For for the sake of people understanding what I'm talking about, alternative rock grunge was my shit. Absolutely. That's my shit. That's my shit. It wasn't metal. It wasn't hardcore. I love I love it, but my shit was that that stuff. That's what attracted me. So I'm already flipping because that he's a superhero to me. So I'm watching him. I'm like, this is nuts. So I'm <laughs> sitting there, and he comes right in fucking front of me, and he's playing. So I'm. I'm you know, I'm at that point, I'm like a fucking a child. I'm like, this is, this, this is surreal. And then he stops and he tunes, he starts to tune, or he's just standing there. Everybody's just chilling. And I'm scared to even talk to him. So I'm, I, I go, Hey, uh, could you play, uh, voices off the, you know, the devil, uh, put dinosaurs here? I, I think that album is phenomenal. So I was like, "Can you can you play the song Voices?" Because it, it means something to me personally. Okay. And and so he's like, he looks at me, he goes, "Sure." So he's his guitar and he starts playing it. Right. <laughs> Man. So in my head, I'm like, if I don't sing along, I'm a fucking clown. Yeah. So. The first few notes, I'm my voice is quivering because I'm not sure if he's gonna fucking flip. I don't like, I don't know him, so I'm scared. Like I'm gonna sing while Jerry Cantrell plays guitar It's weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then finally I start singing and and we're like going at it together for a while and everybody's like with their camera phones and i'm like i can't fucking believe this is happening right now man
1: that was great i saw i saw the video and i was just like man i'm like i was living through you because same thing man you know it's like we're we're not too far off in age and uh allison chains like just those records were like everything you know, growing up. Everything. Uh, yeah. Like to to this day, like you, you listen to the acoustic stuff or or the main records. And this, the songwriting is so complex. The harmonies, like the fucking harmonies are just so. Outstanding. Yeah. Like, how do you fucking do that? <laughs> uh, you know,
0: I don't, I don't, you know, they're, 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 they're perfect. And the other, the other guitar player, Dean DeLeo. Oh. Temple Pilots. Yeah. Big, big band for me. For sure. me especially the first two three albums very important i got to go see them when they were all intact and scott was you know in still in the band and so to me um dean i mean the story's kind of weird because i'm not sure if dean wrote the riffs or robert the bass player wrote the riffs i'm not sure what the, what the behind the scenes wiring was but obviously, I'm going to go with Dean because he is the guitar player of the band. Sure. But, um, them and then Chris Cornell, that, that's another one that's kind of like, from what I understand with Soundgarden, he was the riff guy.
1: I think so. Yeah. I,
0: I don't think it was Kim. I think Kim played and they wrote songs together, but I think Chris,
1: I think everything so, started with Chris.
0: Right. So Chris Cornell to me, obvious for, for both vocally and guitar reasons for, extremely obvious reasons so though those that that's my
1: um
0: and then if you go into a little more current and it's not going to be current but like bill and brett from mastodon Mm. like mastodon to me is like people always look like mastodon like yeah mastodon i
1: fucking love
0: fucking. well (laughs) because
1: their their catalog is so you know from the earlier stuff to today it's so different you know they yes. they they keep evolving and making these things, and the songs are very complex. And there's like, I, I, what all of them sing? I think it's like all four. Yeah, of the them. whole
0: band. The whole band is singing, and which is it,
1: fucking they, hard to do. <laughs> very hard to do, and on top
0: of the fact that, and it's something that I've told Mike. They have their own sound, and it's very that's so important to me. That's especially today. It's so important to me to to hear a band have its own signature sound. Nothing. They don't sound like, because I listen to radio rock. I do. I, 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 I pay attention to what people are doing, what, how their song structure is. It's important. It's, 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 I have to understand what's going on. So when I compare Mastodon who I love to what's going on in the radio world, it, it doesn't sound the same. A lot of the radio rock does sound the same. I'm not trying to bag on anyone. It just does. Just like, a lot of rap and trap music to me it just sounds the same. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to bag on it. It just has a lot of similarities.
1: It just it just facts. <laughs> you know, but I think in, in in a lot of times like the, you know, um, in order for it to be appealing to the masses and not a not a niche group, you, you are going to have those patterns because it's like, OK, this is a verse. This is a pre-chorus. This is the chorus repeat, you know, and that's kind of what people you know, people always wait for that chorus. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I play the Killers all day long, and I'm gonna fucking sing Mr. Brightside till I lose my voice.
0: Yeah, some of those songs are amazing. I just came across another band that I, I didn't know about. I'm I'm starting to discover like a lot of bands that have been around for a while. There's this band called Momentum. Okay. And and I didn't I didn't and I listened to. Them. I was like, man, this is really cool stuff, man. Like I'm really digging this, you know. So I've been like, what I do now, just like you, where where, where you said um you know we're we're stuck on this timeout so it's kind of hard to go out and experience life and then write about it when you're just stuck on yeah. timeout yeah so so i find myself digging deeper into all right what are these bands that i never heard of what are they doing you know where can i draw some inspiration from and so that's what i do i i, I go around and i and i'm i'm listening to what other people are doing and getting uh, uh, an idea of or trying to draw from the well of inspiration you do it's it's inspiration man
1: it's it's like nirvana was influenced by the pixies and sound nothing like the pixies exactly um it's just you 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 absorb certain things and it's like oh this is great this is great and then from there it filters through you as a songwriter and you make it into whatever comes out of you um have you listened to the band um baroness yet oh
0: yes how fucking good are they i love the blue album
1: how good is that band (laughs)
0: They're so good. I remember playing it for somebody, and you know, because Baroness has a very like raw, like un like it's not polished as far as their recording is concerned. The new record
1: was... is pretty polished, and that's the one that I love the most. But I'll, I'll send it to you.
0: Okay. But the blue album is really raw, and I remember playing it for for like an engineer guy, and he couldn't get past the rawness of it. I, but I was like, man, you just gotta listen to him, and this this shit is so fucking good. They they're also very good. Very you, good you
1: listen to the songwriting like that's why i'm able yeah. to, to listen to the misfits walk among us from like 77 that sounds like sh- exactly you know or i forget what the name of the of the year might have been like 80 um but it's i'm listening to the songs like you could i think you some things sound great you know you could listen to a great recording but you could also for me um you play a fucking rough demo or something that's raw i'm going to listen to the song and be like man this song Fucking is killer, and that—that's like exactly. the, the most important part. Because every everything, you know, not everything gonna. I, sound mean,
0: I, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. When I listen to your music, it's because of Instagram. So I'm hearing everything through a phone, and oh, I'm like, yeah. man, that's. I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. that's fucking like that's fucking good, man. Like, I dig it. You know? I'll
1: take it. Um, yeah. yo, before we finish this, I'm I'm almost extended here, so I gotta arm another track, and then we'll do the movie talk, and then we'll finish. Okay. So give me okay. one second. Yep. All right. I thought it would be a lot of fun. You know, usually what I've been doing with the people that I've spoken to is um It's fun to catch up and just talk about what's been going on, uh, but also to kind of do like a little topic here. And uh, I I, I chose uh, five underrated movies that -hmm. that we feel that maybe not a lot of people have heard of that maybe we want to mention. So um, if you want to kick off your number five. So is it in any genre or? Oh, just whatever. It doesn't matter.
0: Okay. well, let's let's start with the conversation that you and I have had. Yes. Because I'm very passionate about this particular movie. <laughs> okay. Not You're like sure. I watch the movie a lot, but it's like one of those movies that I'm like, okay. So the movie's Black Christmas. And I'm talking about the original version Bob Clark from the, from the 70s. Um, I think, first of all, when they've tried to remake it, they tried to remake one, I forgot when, in the 90s. 2006. 2006. Okay. Black
1: wow. X- <laughs> well, because it's called Black Xmas. <laughs>
0: Okay. And then they try to remake it recently. And and, and it's, it's one of those things that, that when they do those remakes like that, it's one of those things that makes me lose faith in, in Hollywood horror movies currently. Because it's just like, it feels like they're just like shooting in the dark constantly to try to come up with something. And when you touch a film like Black Christmas... It's like, especially when you fail twice, it's like, all right, look, stop. Stop trying to redo this movie. You know, you got really good actors in the movie and the movie gives you this this vibe. I remember watching it recently. It was late at night. I'm a grown man. I remember watching (laughs) it recently. And I felt fucking nervous watching it. I was like, yo, everything that they did in this movie and some of the stuff I'm probably sure that, I'm not even sure if it was done on purpose, like there's like a scene where a phone rings and it's so fucking loud and piercing that it makes you tense and nervous. And maybe they did do some stuff like that on purpose. But it's like the way it's so well pieced together, you're like, holy shit, dude, like you can't even touch this movie. That's like, come on, man. Please. So,
1: yes, that movie definitely on purpose, that ringing. Um, I recently watched it. Um, it's funny because do you remember the first time you saw that movie? Like I what? was a kid. I you... was a
0: little kid. Okay. And my father. <laughs> There's times that I look at the dates of movies or <laughs> or or things, and I and I call him and I question him, like, "Yo, what were you thinking? Like, showing me that shit? Like, are you are like, where 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 was your head at?" And I was a I was a kid. I don't remember if it was a VHS or whatever. I don't remember how it happened because obviously, um, you know, when it came out, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to see it, but.
1: Seventy four. I remember,
0: I remember when I, I was a, a little kid, and I remember being so fucking freaked out about it that I, I remember vividly waking up in a in in a odd dream where I couldn't breathe, and I and I saw I was having an out of body like the movie fucked my head up like The Exorcist did, like those two movies really fucked with me mentally because it, m- when when my father had shown to me i was just way too young to understand what what it was that i was looking at so it was just like it's extremely shocking to me you and, know when you're a kid and you don't understand what ugly is and then somebody just shows you the most extremely ugly thing in your life you're, you know you're not going to really absorb that really well
1: so no that, and, that, and that's the beauty of, of watching something at that age because it, it attaches um, that's why even as an adult, like you said, you when you watch it at night, it, it still has that feeling because I have that feeling with Halloween, the 78 one. Because yes. when I watched that movie, I remember seeing it as, as a kid. And in theory, the same thing as Black Christmas, there's not really much blood or gore. No. It's just the overall vibe of the movie is so... I don't know like it almost like they just enter-
0: captured the right vibe man. Yeah. <laughs> it, Holy en- shit.
1: it entered our psyche because I would have these reoccurring Michael Myers dreams and even as an adult today if I were to sit in my living room and watch the original Halloween like I still get this feeling of like it's my, like my skin crawls <laughs> it's <laughs> but, so crazy but to talk about Black Christmas I saw it for the first time as an adult so I hated it.
0: <laughs> You're talking about the '70s one.
1: Yes. So I watched wow. it at at a, a Nighthawk Cinema. They did a midnight screening, and I was like, you know what? I've never seen this movie. Bob Clark made it. He fucking made Porky's and a Christmas, uh, yeah, Christmas story. After I'm like, this is the shit, and I fucking watch it, and and I feel what it is is the way I, um, kids that watch Halloween, the '78 one yes like they there's no um attachment to it you just you're watching this thing that's slow and nothing really happens so when I saw it as an adult I was like oh it didn't connect with me but I I I completely agree that it's 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 a great pick for you for sure because not a lot of people um the people that know it love it and and to to defend the remake which I haven't seen I, I saw the 2006 one. I, I loved it because it, it was grotesque. Yeah, I didn't
0: like it. I was so annoyed with it, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, but the new one, I think what the new one's trying to do, because it, so much time has passed, is they already have Q. They want to get 17-year-old Q in 2020 right, right, to basically right. connect with that story. Um, but anyway, so I'll go to my number five. Uh, my number five is Identity, which is uh John Cusack's movie where um, he's... He, um it's like all these people and they meet up in a hotel room and they're all there by chance and oh sw- i didn't
0: see that one yeah yeah oh. i, I, I it, saw
1: the uh the the uh the advertisement for it i was like what is this shit one of the best john cusack movies and so basically the plot is that it's just um, the, these strangers all meet up in this hotel room and then as you know uh, they realize that they're there for a reason and the, the movie begins so that's my number 5 you got number 4 yes
0: Number 4. This is going to be a funny one. Okay. Um and I I actually just posted about this cuz I tried to watch it uh recently and and on my fire stick was jerking around so I couldn't I I was getting frustrated. I was like I'm not going to watch this. Time Bandits.
1: Oh, go ahead. It's done, <laughs> so it's good. a movie
0: it's a movie that kind of like got forgotten. When it came out I think it was a hit, but it got it, it's obviously with with the onslaught of Hollywood and just churning out movies it's it's it, it, it falls into a forgotten pile mm. and i posted a picture and, and people were inboxing you know messaging me oh shit time bandits i forgot and i was like yeah people forgot it's i think george harrison had something to do with uh executive producer of that of that film and it's got you know members of uh um uh, monty python in it and just a really good like
1: good movie
0: fantasy film man and it's People forgot about it, man. Maybe some of the animation might be shitty because it's from the 80s. But, you know, it it was it's a good movie.
1: Great movie. And um, obviously, you remember the ending. Yes, of course. Horrifying. As a kid, it was horrifying. (laughs) Like, because it's just horrifying. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone, but it's fucking horrifying. If that were to happen to you, you know, you'd be like, wait, what? How is this even allowed? (laughs) Why is this movie? Because that was like 84. So you figure you I'm watching it as like a six year old. And I'm just thinking, like, how is this even allowed to end like this? This can't be the way
0: (laughs) it was a strange ending. And, and, you know, that goes to show you 80s. And and obviously it was it was made in England. So the, the British have a different perspective on life in itself so you know that the ending is definitely offbeat and you're like ah, yeah what the fuck
1: yeah that that'll <laughs> never i'll never forget that because i just it just stuck with me um <laughs> so my number four is a, yes. a disaster movie from 1988 that um i was actually going to talk to the director because i'm friends with him on facebook and all this shit happened i still might but um it's a movie called miracle mile and uh did you ever hear this huh. No. Okay, so Anthony Edwards from Revenge of the Nerds is in it and it's um he is uh wakes up late for a date, you know, cuz his alarm clock or like the power went off and he intercepts this phone call in a phone booth back in the day obviously. And uh the phone call on the other end is somebody telling him that the nukes are coming and um they're, they're finally you know whatever master plan was coming and he was like is this a joke and he hangs up so um you know he goes into the diner uh and tells these people the phone call and uh the movie starts from there and uh huh. it's fucking this movie i was 10 um it scared the shit out of me this was the first i don't know if you know not uh, to get morbid but like i don't know remember if um you know uh where you were or how old you were when you realized that everything ends and we're all gonna die um oh with 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 the whole like uh nuclear
0: holocaust that was supposed to happen yeah in the 80s? yeah,
1: because it just made you like it reminded me like it just. Like I was ten, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "I guess eventually everything ends, and we're all gonna die." And this movie really—this movie made me feel that, and it (laughs) ruined my life basically. But I love it; it's so good.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, that's pretty fucking crazy. (laughs) I gotta check that one out. Um, all
1: right, so number three,
0: yes, Suicide Kings with Christopher Walken and Dennis. Oh, good. Another movie that people it becomes a forgotten movie, and what's crazy about that movie? It's well written and well acted and full of just moments where you're just like at the edge of your seat and Christopher Walken is always engaging. Dennis Leary was magical. And it's like I I always tell people, see this movie when you get a chance. It's such a fucking good movie man i don't i don't the, and, and all the little plot twists and and, and i don't even want to i don't even want to dive into it too deep but no, suicide yeah. camp the ensemble ensemble yeah. cast
1: was amazing like all yeah. the young actors like Jay Moore like all these dudes um that's a good pick i remember watching it it was 1997 and uh i remember i invited a girl to see it and uh, we went to go really see it really good movie man
0: <laughs> really 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 good movie if, you know, that's what happens. That we we're so uh, chocked full of movies that it just becomes one of those things where movies get lost, man. It's 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 a crime. But what are you gonna do? That that's but the nature. of the You business. know, you
1: yeah. know, the beauty of podcasting is these conversations. Are happening like there's a hundred million people talking on a podcast right now, and someone's going to listen to it, and they're going to be like, "Oh shit, Miracle Mile!" I remember. I want to listen to that. Same thing with music. It's these are the conversations now that get thrown into like orbit, and when people listen to it, it, it you just I don't know. Like I don't know. To me, like when I listen to. Any podcast, I'm like, oh shit, I haven't heard fucking, I don't know, Crowbar in like ten years. Let me listen to it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're right. You you're know, right.
1: and that's the beauty of it. Um so my number three is a movie that I texted you about. Um, it's called I Saw the Devil, and it's okay. South Korean, and uh, it's one of the best movies of the last ten years. Unfucking real. Um, so within the first five or ten minutes you realize there's a serial killer, he kills someone. Uh, it happens to be the girlfriend of a special agent, so the rest of the movie, the spe- special agent um, tortures this serial killer. <laughs> like it's just basically catch and release. So he catches him and beats the shit out of him and releases him, and th- that's basically a cat and mouse. Who
0: who who is the uh, the lead actor in that movie?
1: It's South Korean, and I oh have- yeah okay. So, um, I know
0: exactly. I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: So it's, it's a reversal, like a serial killer reversal movie. And it's when I tell you, you watch it. And by the end, you're going to be like, Holy fucking shit. Unbelievable. But, um, so that brings me to your number two. Yes. Number two.
0: And I just finished watching this movie. You know, when certain movies that you like pop on, you're like, Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to watch this shit. My number two uh, movie is District Nine. Okay. I I I think that uh, for a science fiction movie, and for a movie that tackles some real human issues, but in a in a very creative way, and everything about that, I just I love everything about that movie. That movie actually surprised me because I didn't know what it was that I was about to watch. It was one of those type of movies. And I was like, "Man, that was fucking phenomenal! Did really you, good." Did movie.
1: you watch it in the movies or t- for the first time?
0: Uh, I think I watched it on. Uh, I think I watched it on cable because okay. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure when it came out in the movies. I, and I remember people talking about like, "Whoa, this movie's crazy!" And then
1: it slipped through the cracks. Like it was one yeah. of those movies that was uh, highly anticipated and promoted. I remember all the promos. Because Peter
0: Jackson had produced it or something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And it slipped through the cracks, but I know people remember. I still haven't seen it. Um, it's it's really fucking. It's done really well for for especially for
0: science fiction. It's like whoa, okay, because it's it's edgy. It's 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 wild. It's a wild movie, man.
1: Well, I fuck with science fiction, so yeah, I'm in. So it's really good. Um, number two is a movie from nineteen geez, I don't know, 87, 88, 89 with uh, my boy Lou Diamond Phillips. And uh, it's a movie no one remembers. It's called The First Power.
0: (laughs) I don't remember that. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: this one is uh, about this detective and it's Lou Diamond Phillips and he um, finds Satan and basically Satan The devil, whatever the fuck, is killing people and he's jumping from body to body. And um, just a lot of really cool evil sequences back when Lou Diamond Phillips ruled the world. You know, this was he
0: was the man for a minute. This was this was
1: post uh, Young Guns, post La Bamba. Uh, But it's fun. It's a fun action movie with huge elements of, of horror. And uh, always entertaining and batshit crazy because it doesn't make any sense. But that was the '80s, and you know, yeah, when you throw when you throw Satan in the mix, you know, you, you just end up <laughs> with a movie like this. So, <laughs> so what's your number one underrated okay, my movie number one of all time?
0: I want to give you a disclaimer before I say my 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 number one. My my number one, obviously, in time it could change these these top five. But right now, this is me <laughs> thinking, on, thinking on, the but. This movie is another forgotten movie and it's important to me because of, of its, of its theme. And it, the movie is called finding Forrester and it's with Sean Connery and the movie is about, uh, without giving too much away, it's about this, this, this young kid, black kid who, uh, something happens where he bumps into the character Forrester. I forgot the, the, the character's f- full name, but, uh, uh and Forrester happens to be like this this award winning writer book writer, and he disappeared in, 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 into society and and the kid was in a p- private school and and he had to write this paper and he happened to know Forrester and Forrester the, the reason why this movie meant so much to me because the theme was based on writing and being a writer and having to connect. To being a writer and how to get the flow out and just writing anything and me being a lyricist that's why i connected so much to the movie because what they were talking about was extremely important to me that's why the movie meant so much to me the acting was great and and Buster rhymes is actually in the movie too
1: it was um, um it was sean connery and it was like a black kid right like he yes. was like the main like and those were, you, you want to know a funny thing so um maybe like a couple of days ago, I'm like sitting here and I, we would always like me and my friend, Brian would always like say this to each other. You're the man now dog. Um, and I was like, yo, where's that movie from? I swear to God, like two, three days ago, I'm like sitting there thinking like I was going to like IMDV Sean Connery and like, get, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, I would say, you're the man now dog. Because it was so ridiculously funny and I never saw the movie. I just remember the trailer. And that's what he said in the trailer. And it was, you know, as a kid, we found that funny. And it's Finding Forrester. That's the name of the fucking movie. Unreal. Yes. What's up, it's universe?
0: There you go. See? Holy shit. <laughs> now you can go and watch. It's, it's really like a, more <laughs> of a heartfelt. Now, you as a writer as well, it's something that you'll connect to because there's a lot of gems in there that they talk about with writing. And that that's why the movie, you know, when I say it to certain people, they don't get it and they're like oh you know they they think i'm gonna just spit goodfellas or something and it's like yeah that's a great movie too but if we're talking about movies that people miss yeah or a movie that has a certain impact on you you know what i mean it's like that movie because especially because of the writer theme it was like wow this is so fucked that's what this list
1: is like your list definitely my list is like shit that is off the beaten path like i can give you five movies that you definitely heard of
0: yeah, of course, it's easy. I think sometimes it's, if a movie's that good, like a Goodfellas, like all right, a,
1: not Goodfellas, but how about Casino?
0: <laughs> no, you know kidding.
1: what? I'm just kidding. I'm, okay, ahead. Okay. No, I'm just saying, like you know, it's like the, the you know that's like the the B side. It's like no, everyone yeah. saw that movie too.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, Scarface. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah Yo, Scarface. I got,
1: I got you. Scarface is like my stepdad. I swear, like that VHS. like, like my parents. <laughs> my mom's Dominican. My dad's Colombian, and they that. I, they were never home, and that VHS raised me. <laughs> exactly.
0: That could be dangerous, actually. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, you know, I'm alive, so so far so right, good. Exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah. so my finding num- Forrester. Finding Forrester, and uh, so that brings me to my number one, which is a 1995 movie called The Last Supper. Um, this was a movie that HBO showed all the time. Um, I think it's pretty funny given the times now. Not so much the pandemic, but uh, as far as, like, the vibe in the country. So, um, hmm. Um, I'm
0: looking it up there. Everything you're saying, I'm looking up. As, as the, uh, <laughs> so this oh, movie um,
1: yeah. has Bill Paxton in it, which is one right. of the, my favorite actors of all time. Um, he gets – he he's eating with these college liberals. Uh, a fight breaks out, uh, and he – you know, Bill Paxton, who's this, you know – I don't know if he was like a Midwest guy. I don't know where they were exactly, but he was like conservative and he was like yelling at these like college liberals and whatever. And one of them, you know, they got into a fight and, and Bill Paxton within like the first five or 10 minutes of the movie gets accidentally stabbed. Um, so he ends up dying and, um, The rest of the movie, these guys, these college students decide to themselves that maybe that wasn't such a bad thing that happened because he was this like racist, whatever. Um, So they decide to invite people that they have these opposing views with. And they have a blue wine and a red wine. The blue wine is poisonous. The red wine is uh, is the good wine, so they'll have these random people that they all disagree with for dinner, and it's like this judge and jury executioner table wow. without the um without the the people that they're inviting knowing, so they all have to approve you know whether he, they live or die. And it's a pretty deep movie, man, but it's, that's
0: heavy. I definitely got to check that. Yeah. Out. That's heavy.
1: Peep that one, man. That that's, uh, it has, um, Ron Eldred, uh, Cameron Diaz. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm uh, looking at, the, I'm looking at the poster right now. Man.
1: Cool. Yo, wow. so, f- it's really good. Hopefully, hopefully you'll check it out. I'll um, I haven't seen Finding Forrester, but if it's your number one, then that's a big deal. And uh, yo, thank you so much for kind of checking in and hanging with me for tonight.
0: Oh man, thank you for inviting me, man. This this was a blast. You know, you got me in the. Put you. You already segwaying me to, to the point where I'm gonna hang up and fire <laughs> up the fire up the fire stick and just veg out for a little bit. The know? Last Supper.
1: <laughs> if you're gonna go with any, The Last Supper, Miracle Mile. Those two are. Intense
0: um, Definitely
1: check out Let me write that down But cool man So uh, I don't know I'll put this up soon And uh, I'm sure Yeah I'll, I'll talk. share
0: it on, on my pages And all of that Yeah so. yeah
1: Thank you man Yeah thank you so much man This was a lot of fun
0: Alright bro We'll be talking I'll
1: soon. talk to you later Q. I Alright take it easy Bye